Hello, hello, what's going on everybody? I hope you're all having a fantastic Friday, 22nd of December. It's almost Christmas and I'm riding solo. Donnie here from Donnie Sports and Power 100 and everything else that I do. It is, uh, yeah, the 22nd of December. Unfortunately, you can probably hear it in my voice slightly. I have been off work all week because my voice just up and left, just disappeared on me, Judas to me in the last week of work, just absolutely vanished. So Geordie had to catch a flight on Wednesday. I couldn't record Tuesday because of my voice. And so now you're left with me riding solo. It's not all in vain though. I used to do this back in the day and I'm sure I can continue to do it now. The pod with Roasty should be back next week. I am leaving the country on Boxing Day, but it should all fall into place. I'm really hoping so. Although I'm riding solo, that doesn't mean that we can't talk rugby league. It doesn't mean we can't talk about my life. I mean, my life this week, kind of fucking boring, really. I've just been trapped uh, between the first and seventh layer of hell for most of the week. Sick as a... It's very sick. Well, it's, I haven't been sick as much as I have. My throat's been just in agony. Like, just complete fucking agony. It's so hard to explain. I haven't had a sniffly nose. Haven't had a cough. On Tuesday morning, I'm, I'm living up here in Townsville. I don't have a full medical cupboard. And so on Tuesday morning, literally 2 a.m., every time I breathed in, not swallowed, not spoke, every time I breathed air in, my throat hurt. How the fuck does that eat? What, what happens to get like that? I know what you're saying right now, and if someone was on the pod with me, they'd be saying the same thing. But what actually happens, I don't understand. I don't have COVID. I did the tests. The tests I had had flu on it too. It's not the flu. I literally could not tell you how I'm sick. It's just my voice just gave out on me. Maybe talking this much shit has caught up with me. I doubt it. I've, I really doubt it. <laughs> but there's a few things I wanted to touch on this week riding solo. For those of you that have been around for a long, long time, you'll know that I used to just do the NRL Don podcast, where I just rip into anything that I saw fit in rugby league. And like, who am I to deny the people of doing that once again? I want to talk about this reporter. A video has come across my desk uh, this week, and I'm late to the news. Don't get it twisted. I'm late to this news. Michael Chamis, like a bat out of hell last season, old Michael Chamis. Everywhere, everywhere this guy, attractive guy, young guy. Full of energy, not afraid to go up against old Gussie Ghoul on NRL, whatever the fuck they call it on Shadow Nine. But something he said on Footy Talk League has, well, there's no other way to say it. It's rubbed me kind of, let's just listen to it together. Let's listen to this together. You tell me what you think. I'm not happy. I've got no issue with Adam Fanua Blake leaving the Warriors on compassionate grounds. Hmm. But he should not be allowed to then go, or his manager be allowed to then go and start asking for more money from these other clubs. You want to leave on compassionate grounds like you left Manly on compassionate grounds? Your contract that you have left should stay. You shouldn't get a cent more than what you are earning. This isn't a renegotiation time. You don't get to go out there and get more money because you want to come back to Sydney. It's a disgrace. That system is a disgrace. I, I, want, to, I want to leave because I'm not saying his reasons for leaving are not genuine. But if you want to leave for that reason, then accept what your, your, your deal is at the Warriors and just transfer it over to a new club. You shouldn't be allowed to go from 1 million to 1.2 because you suddenly want to change clubs. That could be the most jealous pocket-watching shit I've ever seen in my life. 
in my life. I'm telling you, what is he talking about? He's acting like AFB is taking the money directly out of his pocket, calling it a disgrace. It's just simply not. Who cares? I'm so confused. I feel like this is the only sporting league in the world where the fans consistently say the game is underpromoted and underserved and needs to grow while at the same time pulling down everything that could convince world-class athletes to stay in this game. It is mental gymnastics of which the likes I don't see in other sporting codes across the world. It's no hate to Chamis. He has to get a headline. I completely understand. I'm happy to piggyback off the back of it. Because what does it matter to anyone how much money AFB is getting paid? Can someone explain this to me? I cannot make any sense of this or dollars. AFB leaves the Warriors. I don't really give a fuck if it's compassionate grounds or the fact that he just felt like it one day. This idea that... Look, okay, Chamis, all right, this guy, he's working at Channel 9. You're telling me he signs a three-year deal with Channel 9. You're t- take, a non- take a non-compete out of it. Say there's a no non-compete in this guy's contract. You're telling me Fox League comes and knocks on the door, offers 200 more money, offers him 200 grand more than what he's on now. He's going to just flat out not go because of reasons? What are you talking about, bro? What are you talking about? What planet are we on? What planet? How many moons are on this planet? Where are we? And then the comments of people agreeing with him saying, oh, the Warriors should get the extra 200 grand. What planet are you on? (laughs) Where have you come from where that's normal practice? That AFB would go and fight for 200 more grand a year and in some way the Warriors would get the 200 grand. What level of dumb fuckery (laughs) of just incompetence of basic knowledge of the world? (laughs) Why do we care so much about what these guys get paid? I'm so fucking confused. I'm so confused why it matters. I Because I remember when the RLPA stuff was going on, there was fucking people angry that rugby league players wanted more money and that wasn't even what the argument was. The NRL just knew... If they positioned the argument to look like that, that for some reason NRL fans would get angry. Why? You know these guys can't be watching the NBA. You know these guys can't be watching Major League Baseball. These guys can't be watching the Premier League. There's people in the Premier League that make what these guys make in a week. There's some NRL players that make less money in a year than what guys like Ireland and Salah make in a week. Fuck, I reckon some of them make less in a day. I <laughs> what? Are we all entitled to the money? 
Is that that's my other question? Like, is it our money? Whose money? Like, would you? I always have this argument. Guy like Pasco just stepped down. Universally not loved. All right. I'm whatever. I'm not a Tigers fan. Universally not exactly loved by the Tigers. Does that guy? <laughs> you want him having all that cash? Or you want the players to have it? That's my question. Because if the money's getting made, why wouldn't you want the players to have it? And don't say you'd rather it go to grassroots because it's not going to trickle down. That needs to be sectioned off and handed out. AFB getting 200 grand more a year at the Sharks compared to the Warriors has nothing to do with grassroots. Don't go down that. Now, a bigger question that I have outside of the money, outside of the compassionate grounds, why the fuck would you go to the Sharks? What, they can't beat anyone in the top eight. I mean, this guy's obviously left to compete. He wants a chip. He hasn't gone for 200 grand. They've sold him a dream in Cronulla. He has at the same time broken the hearts of the Dragons. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Why Cronulla? You're telling me that there was no room under the sombrero at East? Ah. You're telling me South couldn't find the cash? Ah. Mind-boggling. The, the pocket-watching. In the, in the National Rugby League is mind-boggling. I want to talk about this photo that Gus Gould posted on his Twitter. Uh, it's very interesting to me. This is the picture. It's, it's eaten Chinese food. It's Chinese food that's been eaten. If you're listening, it's on the Donnie's Facebook page right now. Okay? Roasty sent this to me. And God bless him for doing it because this photo has raised more questions than answers for me. Gussie has posted this photo. He's gone, Chinese meal, dot, 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 secret meeting. Three laughing, crying faces, but they're not like the Apple ones. They're like, <laughs> I don't know what brand of crying, laughing emoji they are, but they're not, they're not your run-of-the-mill emoji, okay? They're not your default tap extra keyboard emoji. They're, they're something else. But what I love is Gus Gould, he's a man that does things a certain way. He, he flips things on their head. Many people and influencer out in the wild today, they'll say, let me post a photo of my food. And I get these people. And Gussie, he can get nice food. Make no qualms about it. Have a look at the guy's arms. Kid's been eating good, okay? Make no qualms about that. Gussie can get good food. He doesn't mind a Chinese. I feel like every time I hear anything about Gus Gould and food, it circulates Chinese food. Don't know how the guy can function on that much honey soy chicken. Don't know how that guy can function on so much sweet and sour pork. But we move. Maybe Buzz needs some more Chinese. Seems like a Thai guy. I, dige I digress. I digress. The photo that he's posted is of a completed meal. Now, why has he done this? Why? <laughs> There's nothing more disgusting than I th out of every cuisine than mostly eaten Chinese food. But my question is, what kind of what kind of Chinese operator do you think Gussie is? Because do you think he gets to the do you think he gets to the dynasty new Chinese restaurant and and he says, by the way, there's a Chinese restaurant at the Bulldogs. By the way, 
I don't know if you knew that. You know that now. Going into Christmas, you can take that piece of trivia for your family. There's a Chinese restaurant on Bulldog's property. But Gussie's gone to, I'm assuming, the Chinese restaurant on Doggy's property. And I want to know, does Gussie order for the table? Is he a whip your hog out order for the table kind of guy? Waitress comes over. I got this. No one else speak. And then what is his order? I need to know what his order is. I don't know. My guess, if I'm ordering for Gus Gould, my guess, he's gone sweet and sour pork, lemon, chicken, honey. We're talking the fried stuff with shit poured on top. That's what I'd have to assume. Maybe duck. Maybe duck. But I'd have to assume. Gussie, please, please write in. Please let me know what you think Gussie's eating because I think the idea that he's, he's an anti-influencer. That's what the Gould man is. He's an anti-influencer. That's what the Gould man is. I think the most important thing about this photo, his little bowl in front of him demolished. There's sweet and sour pork remnants. In front of him, it looks like there's a gin, uh, maybe a ginger pork plate dusted off. Not a lot of plates left on that Lazy Susan. Lazy Susan, deep brown. Deep dark brown. Seen some days. All right? Everybody else's plates, they've been touched. They've been touched up. You know, the only thing on this table that hasn't been touched, Gussie's drink. She's full to the brim. Gussie's Coke, no sugar, full to the brim. This guy's raw dog and not washing down. Before he washes down, <laughs> his ginger pork. What the fuck am I? Next subject. <laughs> I'd like to talk about the Dragons for a second. Dragons fans. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? First, fear the deer. Re-signs with the Cowboys till 2029. When even is that? I didn't even know we were thinking about 2029. I didn't even know that the Cowboys might have been the first people on earth to talk about something happening in 2029. I didn't even know we were talking about 2029 yet. But Dearden will be playing at the Cowboys, probably winning premierships well into 2029. Till the back end of 2029, Dearden will be making people fear the deer. Apparently, the Dragons were looking at him, and that's all they could do. Look, not touch, gone. Two hours later, AFB to the Sharks. We spoke about it earlier. Breaking the hearts of Michael Shamus. Dragons were apparently looking at him. They could look, not touch. AFB gone. <laughs> Monet's released of not getting into that. Not touching that. I'll leave that for the Dragons. That's not going to touch that one. Leave that there. This is all in one day, and you think, oh, my God, what an awful day for the Dragons fans. I thought they would only have their hearts broken during the regular season, but as it turns out, the Dragons' incompetence knows no calendar bounds, knows no calendar limits. This is a year-round agony. <laughs> for you Dragons fans, this is a year-round agony, okay? <clears throat> because... English superstar Jack Wellsby sounds like a Quidditch player, might be. 
He might be. He sounds like one. He might be a Quidditch player. Jack Wellsby from St. Helens has decided he's not going to the Dragons either. This is the question I have for the Dragons. You can't just say, oh, I was thinking about doing that. You weren't. Because if you were, you would have. Because the Tigers signed Luai. Okay. Because the Tigers signed Api Corusau. Because the Tigers signed Isaiah Papali'i. Okay. You can't just say, after it didn't happen, oh, we almost did that. You didn't. You didn't. And I think it's just, listen, tinfoil hat time. Flano of used to report on Fox League fame while being banned from coaching. Whatever. Hey, did the crime during the time. Whatever. I'm not here to judge. Is he just making himself look good at Fox League? Because I can't fathom a team missing out on three such high, like not even coming close. But who's going to the Dragons? Like, let's not forget Ben Hunt said he was going to pay to leave the Dragons. Can we not? Like, don't forget that. <laughs> I feel like we've all just kind of forgot that. They were never going to get Jack Well. Jack Wellsby could be a Quidditch player. Jack Wellsby is a gun, like bona fide gun over in England. Probably the only person over there that I want to see come over here because, like, let's be real. Does it even count? Like, let, like, let's be real. Does it even count? But probably the only guy from over there I'd want to see come over here, he was going to go to the Dragons, was he? Oh. He's going to, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Sloan had a lot of sleepless nights thinking about that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Sloan was shaking in his boots. On the off chance that the dragon signed Jack Wellsby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet they were that fucking close. No chance in hell. Just, you know, the only connection I think is because St. Helens have a red V and the dragons have a red V. That's the only... Who thought that was happening? It would have been the biggest signing from the Super League since, I don't know, Burgess? Graham? And even then, even then, at the time of the signing, kids are gone, and he beat the fucking Penrith Panthers last year, and he looked good at the World Cup. Kids are gone, could be a Quidditch player. Allegedly, that's what they say. He was going to go to the Dragons, was he? Like, I don't think the Super League's much chop, okay? Guilty. But... The Dragons were going to get Jack Wellsby? Yeah, rightio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at signing up for the Bronx next year. What are we talking about here? <laughs> I feel like this has just happened so the Dragons fans can talk about something. Are they mm, arguably the most irrelevant club in the rugby league in, in, in the universe? Because they're shit. And no one cares. Like, they don't get the jokes that the Tigers and the Doggies get. No one cares. And they were going to sign Jack Quidditch playing Wellsby. 
They were going to sign Jack Golden Snitch Wellsby. Yeah, right. Okay. Sure. I think it's hilarious. Same with the AFB thing. The other thing, this shit about how the sharks are the dragons, arch nemesis, shut up. I swear the last 20 fucking times that game's been played has been on a Thursday night in bucketing rain and the dragons get slept every time in a boring, mild affair in an event that has nothing to do with the regular season, could be played in a vacuum, in a Dyson. Nobody cares. How does it... I reckon... Even if the Dragons won a comp, I wouldn't care. I reckon. Even, <laughs> Even if they won a comp, I don't think you could get me to care about them. Honestly. Mate, like... The annoying thing is they've got the best jerseys in the league. That's what's annoying about them. It's either them or Souths. That's the other, how they have some rivalry with Souths. They play uh, the charity Shield out at Mudgee each year. That's the biggest game on the Dragons calendar every year. Every year. And last year they got into fisticuffs at the Mudgee Motel. You're telling me, hold on, you're telling me that the guys... The guys got into fisticuffs at the Mudgy Motel during the Charity Shield were going to sign Jack Well. I can't. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. <laughs> but the AFB thing, of course AFB wasn't going to the Dragons. Did, what would Dearden do at the Dragons for you? Playing with Benny Hunt, then you got two trapped Queenslanders. No, 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 no. Here's my prediction for 2024 the Dragons come dead last. And that hurts to say because God knows I want the Tigers to do it. God knows I do. But the Dragons, there you go. There's a way too early prediction. Dead last. Dead last. <laughs> All right, let's talk about contracts for a second. Jerome Luai allegedly has signed for the Tigers. However, the Penrith Panthers are saying he's not getting an early release. I can't quite wrap my head around why. Now, call me crazy, but I felt the same way about Ben Hunt. Now, do I want to see Luai play for the Panthers this year? Yes. The last thing I'd want is for Tigers fans to be happy. You know this. I know this. Rugby League knows this. Do I want him to play for the Penrith Panthers? Yes, and it's because I want Tigers fans to be sad. Full stop. However, I don't understand this idea of making someone who obviously doesn't want to play for you, play for you. And that's not to say that Luai does want to leave because the same guys reported that he signed with the Tigers a week later have said that there's a five-year deal from the Bulldogs on the cards. It can't be both. It can't be both. Uh, <laughs> However, that's neither here nor there. I understand this rhetoric of he signed a contract, blah, 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 blah. But let's, like, be honest here. If you're forcing anyone to do anything ever, you're not getting 100%. Do I think that the Penrith Panthers could go four in a row with Jerome Luai at 85%? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. But do I think that Luai has it in him to be a scandal factory this season? <laughs> to be a bona fide, a bona fide scandal factory? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think out of anyone else in the rugby league world, there's not a player I trust more to be in headlines when he wants to be than Jerome Luai. And I'm here for it. Don't get it twisted. I fucking love it. I love how much he loves stirring everyone up. It's one of my favorite things. I think the only reason that he doesn't piss off the Panthers all year if he wants to leave is out of the respect that he has for the club. That being said, I don't know. I'm not Jerome. I'm not Luai. I could never be. The step on the kid's immaculate. I couldn't dream of it. I don't know if there's another player on the planet that could actively be more of a shit stirrer than Jerome Luai if you forced his hand. I <laughs> can think, close your eyes and think, is there anyone? In the rugby league universe, that could actively be more of a shit stirrer than Jerome Luai if they had to be, if they wanted to be. I'll stop you. The answer's no. No. Ben Hunt said that he would pay to get out of his contract, and that would be like pebbles to the boulders that I think Jerome Luai has in his back pocket. Like, let's be real. <laughs> Kids are gun. The kid's a God-tier shit-stirrer. So the Penrith Panthers, they know this. They've seen it firsthand. I don't know if Jerome said he wanted to leave. I don't know. I'd find it interesting if that's what he said. I'd find it very interesting. But if Jerome Lewis says that he wants an early release to go to the Tigers, what a fucking sentence that is, by the way. If Jerome Luai has decided he wants an early, <laughs> if Jerome Luai has decided he wants an early release from the three Pete Penrith Panthers to join the two-time Wooden Spoon Tigers early, who am I to stand in the way of that magnificent car crash? Who am I to stick my hand up and say I don't want to see that? You're lying to yourself if you don't want to see that. The only player that gets spoken about more than Luai is probably Latrell, yeah? The only, there's no club that gets spoken about more than the Tigers. So here you have the second most written about player in the rugby league universe. Moving to the most written about club in the rugby league universe. And they want to get the show started early? And we as fans are saying, but, 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 but the contracts? Do you even like good television? Do you even like good television? They mustn't get good cable in Mount Druitt because what the fuck are you guys talking about? You won your three comps. Give the fans something back. Give us something to watch. We've seen Luai tear teams apart. We've seen the Panthers rip and tear over everyone in the rugby league universe for three years, four years, really. It's the least the Penrith Panthers could do for rugby league fans, than to let us get on with the best. Bring back Tiger Town. I reckon, I, <laughs> I reckon if the Tigers promise, if the Tigers promise to bring back Tales of Tiger Town on the condition they get Jerome Luai, Abdo and Volandis have to step in. Abdo and Volandis have to step in at that point. Because come on. 
Because, because come on. <laughs> Let's get into the calls. Let's get into your calls. Hey, lads. Long neck locks here. Um, probably good call by you boys not playing that joke last week. Um, <laughs> In a more sober state, I can see that that's not podcast friendly. Um, hey, it is what it is. Week, I was going to ask all the boys. I'm heading away. I'm going to Vegas, New York, just after Chrissy for New Year's Ooh. and everything. Same as LA. Ooh. So I want to ask the boys what's there to do in there. Let's chuck them all in the chat. Um, give me some good ideas for stuff to do while I'm away. Cheers. Dangerous. That's dangerous, long neck. When are you going to New York, buddy? Because... Geordie is currently in New York City. I'll be there in two weeks. So what's there to do in New York City? Get blind and talk about Queensland Rugby League. That's what seems to be on the agenda for me. Uh, the idea that you've asked, what is there to do in New York City? Worrying to me. A little worrying. But having said that, let me say this. Basketball games are on. Ice hockey games are on. The Comedy Cellar exists. Gotham Comedy exists. I think they got a laugh factory there. Broadway exists. That's before you even get into the what's there to do in New York City? Walk around? LA? What's there to do in LA? Leave. LA, you can leave LA. I uh how do I feel about LA? It's not great. Okay. I've been lucky enough to go to LA three times in my life. And all three times I've felt very unlucky. It has got worse and worse every time I've gone there. There's a reason Virgin flies out of San Francisco now. And San Francisco, here's a news flash for you, sucks hard too. So <laughs> my favorite thing to do in LA though, and people will hate that I say this, and it's not a very grown-up thing to say, but my favorite, and Geordie's probably listening to this podcast about to throw up because he knows what I'm going to say. Universal Studios. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for Universal Studios. What can I say? Me and Geordie went when I think we were 19 years old. I think we went on that studio tour three times. We went on the Jurassic Park ride. I think a world record 19 times in a row, I believe, in December because we're built different. It's a water ride. Now, LA, I hope you're not there for too long. Obviously, you've got the Walk of Fame. Griffiths Observatory is very, very cool too. But, dude, L.A., wow. It's just so rogue. And I live in Townsville. Like, <laughs> L.A. is just one of the most rogue cities I've ever been to in my life. Vegas, I have not been. I was going to go for the rugby league, but I'm not going, unfortunately. But New York, honestly, bro, if you're in New York, I, th I let me pull up the dates. I think I'm there. I, no, I know I am. From the 4th to the, to the 12th, I think. And then I'm going to sh Chicago and then Salt Lake City. But I'll be in New York for at least a week. So if you're around, what's there to do? Talk about Queensland origin football. That's what, <laughs> that's what seems to be on the agenda and freeze our dicks off too. There's the two things that I think. But, yeah, obviously jump in the chat. Pepper Longneck Locks with suggestions. Honestly, last week you had me worried, Longneck. You had me a little worried. A little worried. <laughs> Will the call ever see the light of day? Probably not. Can we talk about it in New York? Absolutely. Would I assume there's more jokes like it coming when we're there? You better believe it.
<laughs> Let me know if you're going to be over there. We'll be over there. Chris as well. I'm not going to Austin. Listen to Chris. I'm not going to Austin. But I'll bet my bottom dollar I'll be there in the next 18 months. Moving on. Don, George, how are you boys? Just Don. That sounds fantastic. Fucking oath it does. Uh, Merry whatever you celebrate, miss. Um, Boys, um, this is just a call just to dedicate and say thanks to you boys for the copious amounts of episodes you've given us. You know, I've been doing a call since April. Wow. April. Um, It's been wonderful listening to you boys. Um, 2024. Yeah, listen, it's been a big year. It's been a massive year. Thank you, Checkmate B, for calling in. We've lost some soldiers along the way. Let's be real about it. As the podcast has grown, we've somehow lost some of our regular cast. Where they've gone, I might never know because they still interact with the page. I'm talking to you, Sock Bandit. I'm talking to you, Larson. There's many more of which I can't recall at this present moment. But thank you, Checkmate B, for calling in every week. We appreciate it. We appreciate everyone. I'm sorry Geordie's not here for the last part of the year. I'm hoping that we sneak one in before, uh, before what do you call it, New Year's Eve. I'll be in Paddy, who'll be in NYC. We'll be transcontinental, international sensations. Um, but we will be in person for one, and we'll do a big recap, I'm sure. This year's been massive, a massive, massive, massive year. I, I can't stress enough how thankful I am for footy to start with and how thankful I am to everyone that listens to this podcast. Don't want to get too sappy on you. But I can't begin to explain to you the amount of doors that have opened up for me because of doing this podcast and because of doing NRL content. It's pretty bizarre, really. I got a job at a sports bookie. I got flown around the country eating pies and reviewing sports games. It's a dream. It was an absolute dream and then off the back of that work and off the back of the work of the pod, I've got a radio gig and now I moved cities off the back of rugby league content creation. I'm, I, it's mind-boggling. It, it's hard to really put into words how grateful I am to everyone that listens every week. You have no idea like how much that helps my life in general because – I've been able to get these insane opportunities off the back of it. I get to go on the Bloody Brewing Beers sports show. It was a short-lived thing, but it was so much fucking fun. I love those boys. I love the Caxton. I got to meet Matty Johns. I got to go down to Sydney, Bloke Studios, the Mecca Rugby League, do a potty with Guru, do a potty with Hello Sport, hang out with Lukey Stowe, go and see the Levels boys there at the Batuta Studios. It's a fucking dream. It's a fucking dream for a nuffy like me who just loves footy but also loves content. Because I think this is what surprises people sometimes when they come up and have a yarn to me or they inbox me and they want to chat footy. I can chat footy. Don't get it twisted. But am I an aficionado for the game as much as I am for the game as a whole, if that makes sense? I can't talk to you about block formations better than a guy like Guru is going to. I can't talk to you about slip plays better than Timmy Williams from Supercoach Playbook is going to do <clears throat> on a Monday with Maddie the Waterboy and Dan and Kemp. I can't do that. What I can do, arguably better than anyone on the planet in my opinion, 
is talk shit about rugby league and my life because no one else can talk more shit about my life than me. But I can't stress enough how thankful I am to everyone that listens to anything that we put out. I know it's been a weird couple of months uh, due to the move. I thought, honestly, hand on heart, that things were going to transition smoother. They just simply haven't. It's been silly mistakes. I feel like we're hitting our stride now. Like it's a big joke. The pot will get better. I am sure of it. I am going to go back down to Brisbane as much as I can. I'm going to keep working with guys. I've just been asked to be in that sports shed charity match playing footy. Am I going to do it? Yeah. Am I going to regret it? Yeah. But all that, all those opportunities come to me off the back of guys like Checkmate B and Longneck Locks and Larson and 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 everyone and Big Lex calling every single week. Everybody, if you don't call, if you listen, because I see the numbers, there's somehow pricks listening to this every week. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't want to get too sappy, but honestly, guys, it's a time for reflection. And girls, it's a time for reflection this time of year. Just thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know Geordie feels the exact same way, giving each other an excuse. We both had big years, big, big years in different ways. Uh you know, I had a lot of life change this year. I obviously talk about it on the pod in parts. Going to meet Geordie at the pub and going to meet Darson Klutz at the pub at the CAC twice a week, every week, and talk to you idiots. <laughs> Honestly, is such a good mental diary and such a good place to, to position my thoughts and how I feel about things. It's, um yeah, super grateful. More grateful than you'll ever know. So, yeah, thank you for that call. And um honestly... Who knows, I could be doing this more next year. Let me know if this ramble is is too much to listen to because I don't mind this. <laughs> Who would have thought the kid doesn't mind the sound of his own voice? But uh, go figure, huh? But, yeah, I hope everyone's having a great, great Friday. I hope everyone's getting ready for Chrissy. I want to know what's on your list. I want to know what you get. I want to know if you get a shitty one, if you get shitty presents. God, I want to know. Uh, if you're in New York, if you're in Brizzy in January, Maybe we'll go to the CAC, eh? I know that the boys are going to do some pizza eating contests there, the Bloody Brew and Beers boys, on the 22nd of Jan. Who am I to deny a pop-in? Who am I? I hope you guys all enjoy your weekends. I hope my voice hasn't been like sandpaper to the ears. And I hope everyone has a great Chrissy, whatever you celebrate, and a happy New Year. I'll talk to you before New Year's. But you know what I'm saying. I'm getting out of here. Thank you very much.